G'day. We hope you're enjoying our podcast. Producing a podcast is costly, both time and money. If you'd like to show your support and offer a one-off payment, even the price of a coffee or a beer, that'd be greatly appreciated and would go a long way to support us. If you'd like to leave a donation, head to the show notes of this episode and click on the ACAST supporter link. Be sure to leave your message of support too. Thanks again. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Earlier in the week, we uh, sat down with ABC radio presenter Annie Gaffney and discussed the podcast, and that was really good. It was the first time for us going on the radio uh, being interviewed like that, so it was it was a good learning experience. And so here is our interview with Annie Gaffney. Actually, she interviewed us. So here is Annie's interview with us, Jamie and Tom, talking about Benham Valley Road. Now, that is the focus of a new podcast series that has been produced by two former police officers from Gympie Police. One of them, Tom Daunt, attended the scene at Beanham Valley Road and his friend and fellow Gympie Police officer, Jamie Pultz, had already previously met Kira and her partner as part of other police inquiries. Both have since left the police force. Now, while her death has been deemed suspicious by police and an autopsy revealed that Kira died as a result of her significant and injuries, no one has ever been charged over her suspicious death. Tom Daunt and Jamie Pultz, as I mentioned, have since left the police force, but Kira McLaughlin's case has stayed with them, and now the pair have made this podcast series, Beanham Valley Road, about Kira's suspicious death. The podcast has appealed to true crime fans and is ranked number 40 on iTunes. I spoke with Tom Daunt and Jamie Pultz earlier this week and started by asking Tom why the pair had decided to further investigate Kira's death from outside the police force. This project was something that we had talked about for some time. We're both fortunate now that we're in a in a position to spend the time on on it. Uh, but it was something that stayed with with me in particular since my time in the in the police, and it's something that we feel needs to be highlighted and 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 brought back into the um, conversation. Let's talk about your roles in that earlier investigation into Kira's suspicious death. Uh, Tom, I understand you were actually called to the property where she was found. Yeah, that's right. I was one of the first responders. Um, My involvement after her death ceased, so I I went to the scene and and helped process the scene. But after that, it it was handed off to the criminal investigation branch and and taken up from there. And Jamie, what about you? What was your involvement with the case? Yeah, so my involvement um, was before all this happened. I'd met Kira months beforehand, on, on several different occasions, and they were for different matters. Uh, one was for an unrelated matter, and do you remember that uh, torso in in Gympie? Yes. Um, well, basically, as a result of that, there was some investigations made where they were trying to identify that torso, and we had to go to all these different houses and, and just try and get some information and see if we could um, gather some information for the detectives. And as a result, I came across her and her partner that way, and then another time was for a 
an incident I can't really go into. So I met them, yeah, twice, I think. This case has stayed with me as well. And it's the first time as a police officer, you go to these things, you go to domestic violences almost daily, you go to jobs daily, you go to suicides, deaths, threatening suicides, all sorts of horrifying things. But this is the first case for both of us, I think, where somebody was alive, they were our age, they had they were parents like us and then you know the next day they're dead you know probably probably as a result of some pretty horrendous actions so it really stayed with us and that's why one of the things why I want to do this podcast. How old was Kira at the time of her death? So she was 27 when she died Um, she's born in the same year as me she had four kids she uh, passed away on the 18th of July, but you were actually called out to the property at Woolvi where she lived on the 17th. On the 17th, that's that's correct. Um, and the alleged incident um, was reported to have happened on the 16th. So there was quite a period of time where we thought she had uh, initially sustained the injuries to when emergency services were called, to when she finally got to um, Gold Coast Hospital. So it was almost 48 hours. Why to the Gold Coast? She was transported to Gympie Hospital um, and because of the nature of her injuries, she had to be airlifted. um, And also the lack of scanning facilities they had at the time. That's right. Let's talk about what we know were the injuries that she sustained as have been detailed by an autopsy. Yeah, so there was uh, 105 bruises, approximately 105 bruises all over her her body. Um, Some bruises measured up to... 10 centimetres in length, so quite significant. Um, there was reports of head trauma. Yeah, the head trauma was noted on the autopsy report. The head injuries, um, I'm not a doctor, so I don't really understand all of them, but it's, it says that they are the cause of her death, more or less. Yeah, that really sounds know. like she was you know, in a terrible way when the ambulance was called. Yeah, correct. Now, you've been in touch with Kira's mum, Alison Russell, and you want to make the point, I guess, here at this point that, Jamie, that you're both out of the police force and you've been creating Beenham Valley Road post your life as police officers. Have you had to rely on any kind of police resources or um, information that came from investigations at the time of Kira's death? No, absolutely not. As I said, Alison, I've spoke to her probably about two months now and just reached out, told her what we wanted to do. And from there, we've built quite the relationship and she's provided us with everything. She's given us statements, um, some autopsy documentation, a form one that the police write to the coroner. She's given us contacts. So a lot of the people we've interviewed have been as a result of Alison providing that person to us. And we interviewed um, Arthur Gorry, the journalist from Gimby Times, and we got a bit of information from him. So, yeah, everything's been separate from the police and we had nothing to do with, with that. Yeah, it's, it's fair to say that if, if we hadn't built the relationship with Alison, we had the, the success of, of, of what we've experienced so far with the listenership and how wide it's gone w- would not have been possible. She's really opened the door to um, a lot of possibilities and a lot of really positive action. You've already published three episodes of Benham Valley Road plus a bonus episode and uh, to your surprise, this is doing really well on iTunes. People seem to really love anything where there's a kind of a, a criminal investigation involved but this is much more for you two as you've said this is wanting to find out what happened to Kira Tom what's your understanding of why there were no charges pressed by police in the aftermath 
of uh, what has been deemed a suspicious death? Look, it's it's really hard to say, um, and I'm sure there are good reasons for it. In my experience with the police, everything is checked and balanced. So I'm I'm sure for whatever reason there is, it's it's a it's a logical one. But I just can't help but think that there's something missing here. I think now that Jamie and I are out of the police, people may feel a bit more comfortable divulging information to us than what they would to a couple of detectives who are rocking up just after a really traumatic experience. So we feel privileged that we can tell this story on behalf of Alison and and Kira. And so far, the people that we've spoken to have been really open and really trusting of us, and, and we've tried to reciprocate that. You're listening to ABC Sunshine Coast, and my guests are former police officers Tom Daunt and Jamie Pultz, who at one stage were working at Gympie Police Station when Tom was called out to an incident at a property at Woolvi on the 17th of July 2014. A young woman was in a bad way there, Kira McLaughlin. She passed away from her injuries in hospital, and her death has been deemed suspicious by police, but there has been no result in terms of bringing anyone to justice. Jamie, what can you tell us about the situation leading up to Kira's death? I understand that uh, it started on the 16th of July with some kind of gathering it's been described at the property where she was found. Yeah, that's right. So it's fair to say her life was spiralling out of control um, leading up to this incident. So what happened was Kira had shacked up, for lack of a better word, with this new partner after her marriage broke up and they didn't really know each other that well and, and he moved in and as a result of that some things happened where her kids weren't in the best environment so Kira's ex-husband and Alison did her their mom, best yep. yep to get the kids out of that house so they got the kids out of that house and took them to the ex-husband and Kira's boyfriend then reached out to his sister to say can we come pick you up from the Gold Coast hinterland we need you to help us get Kira's kids back and she thought that was strange. She doesn't have anything to do with that sort of thing. But she said, yeah, I'll help you. So they went down and uh, picked her up. They brought her back to Gympie. Um, the boyfriend, who we're calling Jason, had to go to court that day. Apparently court went good, her words were. And then from there they went to the pokies, won some money, went to Big W, went to some posh pub. And they all went back to Kira's house on Beanham Valley Road for a bit of a drinking session and it was there that there was all of a sudden Kira according to the sister snapped and just got crazy and hysterical and just went into a rage and started attacking the sister and so the sister retaliated um, ended up punching her four times and each time Kira had come at her with another object or another threat and after that, the sister and everyone else, including Jason, left the house. They got a lift back with the sister's mum. They went back to Gympie, and it was there a phone call was made to Kira from the boyfriend, Jason, and it was decided he would go back. Two of the brothers actually dropped him back there sometime that night on the 16th, where it's alleged that he was alone with her. And sometime in the morning, I've spoken to one of the brothers, apparently it was about 6 or 7 in the morning, Jason called the brother and the brother could hear Kira moaning in the background and Jason said, look, she's defecated, she's urinated herself, I can't wake her up, what do I do? And he said, mate, call it F an ambulance, what are you calling me for? Anyway, he hung up 
and it was alleged that he didn't call an ambulance until three o'clock that day. So he waited, you know, half a day to call the ambulance. When the ambulance came, they took her to Gympie, then took her to Gold Coast, and yeah, she was pronounced dead. So. That's the scenario leading up to it. And this has all been documented by police, Tom? That's right. Police and um, emergency services, hospitals. But Mm. none of this nonetheless progressed to any kind of legal action or a court case? Not as yet, no. Not as yet. And and we feel like this, this story is worth, you know, more than that. What do you hope might come out of Beenham Valley Road? It touches on a lot of satellite issues there's a massive domestic violence element there's a massive mental health element um there's a massive justice system element all these components that make up that make this story interesting for people who have listened to it all over the world now like we're getting messages from people in america who are saying this is our favorite podcast and you know all all kinds of stuff which which blows our mind Mm. but we just hope that this story resonates with with the listeners um if at the end of the day it leads to some more information that police might be able to follow up on and and lead to a to a charge or at least lead to some progress in the matter then that that would be enough for us i'd like to i'd like to say uh it would be ideal if said person is um is charged and convicted of of murder but you know that that's a that's a long shot. There's a, there's a lot in that. We, we just hope that um, people resonate with the story and 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 pick up on the issues that we're trying to highlight. How's um, Kira's family doing, Jamie? We're five years almost on from her death. How are they holding up, and what are they hoping might come out of your podcast? Well, Alison wants to. Her mum wants to scream from the rooftops. She's that excited about the podcast uh, she told us that she was yeah a broken person didn't talk to anyone lost all social aspects of her life and became a hermit and as a result of this podcast and the hope that people might hear her story because beforehand you google Kira McLaughlin and there was one article or two articles you know there was nothing and every other suspicious death seems to have a bit more coverage whereas this just got swept under the rug so Alison's really excited at the prospect of maybe an inquiry, coronial inquiry, um, maybe some people coming forward and telling some crucial information they might know. And her ultimate goal is for someone to be charged and held accountable. She's broken, I guess you could say. She's broken, but she's got some hope now and she's starting to get her spark back. She's excited about what could happen. Yeah, and, and even in the last couple of months, we've noticed a, a change in her. We've been speaking um, with her for, for a little while now, and even now, like on social media, she's she's sharing domestic violence awareness posts, and she's, you know, commenting on these issues now, whereas before, that was just completely off the table. How many more episodes of Beenham Valley Road do you think you'll be making? That's undetermined at the moment. It depends on how many people talk to us. Uh, it could be 10, it could be 15. And hopefully justice for Kira McLaughlin as a result. Yeah, for sure. Mm. Tom Daunt and Jamie Pultz, thanks so much for telling us about Beenham Valley Road. Thank you Thanks, very much Annie. for having us, Annie. Beenham Valley Road is a podcast about the suspicious death of Woolvi woman Kira McLaughlin in 2014, July that year. And the two uh, former police officers behind it, Tom Daunt and Jamie Pultz on ABC Sunshine Coast. We have contacted both the State Coroner's Office for an update 
on whether they're considering opening a coronial inquest into Kira McLaughlin's death. Her family are calling for this to happen. We've also uh, put in a call to Kira's mother's lawyer, Peter Boyce, to find out if he's had any further updates from the coroner's office, and we're waiting for a reply from both. 7 to 10 on ABC Sunshine Coast. How was um? You listened to that interview, man. Yeah, man. I heard that. Um, heard that live. They played it at nine thirty, and I was standing by with the. Actually, I was working, but I had the recorder plugged in, ready to record it. So yeah, nice. Um, yeah, it was it was good, man. Like you spoke really well. That's for sure. You spoke really well. Oh, th- thanks, man. I thought the same of you. I thought. Oh, look, I thought we both did. To be honest, I thought it sounded a lot better than what. I thought it was going to sound, but that's just human nature, I think, to, you know, self-depreciate uh, everything. I think it was good. And and then did you get that message from Alison afterwards about the coronial stuff? It said something like, we did it, uh, Peter's contacting, or Peter's getting in contact with the coroner's office and there's definitely going to be hearing, something, something like that. It's not in front of me, but that was the gist of it going in there we were thinking okay we've got to watch what we say about certain things and then of course she asked the question you know and I was thinking just don't mention the torso don't mention the torso don't talk about that and then the first thing she says is how do you know Kira and I'm like remember the torso yeah (laughs) just straight 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 there like it's like telling a kid it's like telling you just done hard work (laughs) yeah (laughs) Oh, it's like telling a kid not to touch a boiling kettle. They're going to touch it. I've, um, I've had a bit of feedback because I was in a meeting when it aired and um, even when I came back, I've had some really positive feedback about it. Oh, really? Uh, and I, and I, only, I only listened to it uh, in its entirety literally just before. So, um, yeah, man, it's, 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 a, it's, a good, it's a good step and I just hope people can, you know, still follow follow the journey and follow the story. It's... it's it's obviously resonating with a lot of people, so um, that's a good thing. It is, mate, and it's a lesson learnt. You know, like like I said, I thought you spoke pretty pretty well, and um, for, for me, <laughs> me on the other hand, though, I sounded like I was at Melbourne Cup commentating. It's like slow down, champ. She's not going anywhere. That's a talent in and of itself, though, mate. You can't, you can't teach that. <laughs> thanks so much, guys. We've had so much good feedback. Uh, it's just overwhelming, so thank you again. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.